Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Venus and Mars podcast. You've got your host Anya Shack here and I am excited to do another solo episode today. There's something on my heart that I want to set straight, debunk, and just really get clarity on for everybody that I think will help a lot of men that identify with their masculinity and women that identify with their femininity. So I want to demystify this idea of women wanting to date men that are financially stable and you know, can provide a sense of security and safety, I want to demystify that being labeled as a gold digger. And on the flip side, I want to demystify this idea that men really value youth and fertility and physical attractiveness um, in their mating preferences as being a misogynist, right? These labels are thrown around and I just want to kind of set this straight. I want to hit us with some data Um, Because I think data tells incredible, truthful storytelling about what's really happening with humans on a macro scale, as opposed to like our personal feelings and opinions about something. Um, And then I want to just get really clear about the two elements that I believe are within each soul, (laughs) every single human being, and that's our spiritual and then our animal. And our entire mission in life a lot of the thing that causes us quite a bit of tension is this um, disconnect between the spiritual and the animal and not understanding our animal instincts and how they really uh, play out in our lives. Um, We try to keep them quiet. We try to (laughs) push them under the rug. But what that ends up doing is that just ends up hurting us and, uh, you know, coming out sideways. So I want to jump in with this first statistic. Okay, 97% of men and women, of our bodies, uh, our psychologies, our hormones are the same, right? But there's 3% that are completely different. Different hormones, different cognitive ways of thinking, different obviously physical attributes. And these differences really attribute a lot to um, how we move, how we behave. I always say this, men and women want the same thing. We want love, we want connection, we want intimacy, we want passion, we want integrity, right? We want fulfillment. We want the same things. We do, we do, we do. But our motivations and like our drivers and day-to-day how we go about things are extremely different. And that's because of that 3%. So I want to kind of demystify that 3%. So... And that also, that statistic is something that um, Robert Bly did research on in the late 90s, and he wrote the book Iron John, and so he is a wealth of knowledge, and I've been studying him as one of my mentors in in my life in this work. And so I want to jump into the next data point that is just like a big aha. In 1989, so just about 30 years ago, David Buss, very, very prominent, very important evolutionary psychologist and his team, did a study that was called uh, mating preferences for different for the two sexes, essentially. And he did this study in 37 countries. So 37 different cultures to understand mating preferences um, for men and women, understanding the differences, understanding the similarities. Now, two major takeaways, okay? Number one, (laughs) there were very clear universal desires from both men and women that both men and women want for their long-term mate. 
But when it came to women, there was a, there was a difference between like their top two things that they require when they're, when they're looking for their mate. And same for men. They have two very clear uh, leads, essentially, for their desires when they're looking for a mate. And the most important part of this research is that this was the same across the board for all 37 cultures, okay? There were plenty of other variables, plenty of other differences amongst different questions that they asked in the study. But this specific question on what are the top mating preferences for men and for women, it was the same across the board for all 37 cultures. Okay, so let me get into it. What are those universal desires that both men and women want? Okay. Number one, intelligence. Number two, kindness. Number three, mutual attraction and love. Number four, good health. Number five, dependability. Number six, emotional stability. These are awesome. Of course, we want these things and they're beautiful. Now, what do women want for men that is the same across all 37 cultures? Number one, good earning capacity and or resource acquisition capabilities, okay? That means social status, drive and ambition, a clear trajectory for resource acquisition, right? Number two, slightly older age. So across the board, this is because women instinctually, hormonally, just like evolutionarily as gatherers <laughs> descendant upon uh gathers for hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years, you know, women have this instinct to want to feel safe. Women, you know, our sexuality comes alive when we feel safe. Our, our flow, our expression, just like who we are comes alive when we feel safe and secure. So it's no wonder that this is what women are craving, right? And, you know, in the past hundred years, 200 years, even more so, financial provision has definitely been a part of, of that. And unfortunately, it's been the only thing that was required um, in many cultures, especially in the West, right? So many men were told, like, you just need to make enough money and forget about everything else. And a lot of men did that. And so they became cut off from, from all the other elements that are a part of building safety and security for a woman that are emotional, that are uh, spiritual, right? But I digress. That's a, a different conversation for a different day. Let's move into the top two factors that across the board in 37 cultures, men deemed as most important in their mate selection. Mate selection. Number one, physical attractiveness, youth, health, and fertility. Okay. Number two, men prefer younger women. Right. So this is fundamental. This is something that is instinctual hormonal. Men as descendants of hunters, they don't have the ability to give birth. They cannot give birth to a person through their body. So their intention, their it's like their drive, their survival instinct is to find a woman who can can help, you know, basically be their partner in giving birth to a child and continuing on their legacy. So it's no wonder that that's something that's important to them. You know, I had a, an English teacher once, this is amazing, it was like seventh grade, I'll never forget what she said, but she basically said to me, shout out Miss Biggs, um, basically, men fall in love with women they're attracted to, whereas women become attracted to men they fall in love with. What does this mean? Men 
feel, sense, see the signs of youth, health, fertility, right? And then they fall in love. Whereas women, they, they feel safety and security from a man, then they fall in love, okay? And these are just, you know, this is our animal at play. This, these are thousands and thousands of years of evolution uh, kind of bringing us to where we are today. And um, this study was done just 30 years ago, but, you know, even with all the media and all that goes on, all the nonsense that goes on the news that says that, you know, um, differences between men and women are all in our heads and things are just kind of chaotic in that way, um, we don't change foundationally as humans in 30 years. We don't. Um, and so, like I said, these are our instincts and they're important to note. So a lot of times what I'm getting to here is that men feel bad for being attracted to women that like are fertile and youthful and glowing and feminine. And, you know, they're just like, oh, like, yeah, that is what I want. That is the top thing that I want. Ugh, but I feel bad saying that because we're programmed to make that sound like misogyny, but it's not. It's really just not. Now, it becomes misogyny if you take that youth and fertility and blow that up and make that person a caricature and ignore all the other elements of who they are, their intellect, their spirit, their soul, their vision, their purpose, right? Who they are as a soul. Then, yeah, then you're completely ignoring the spiritual side of, 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 of us and of, of the opposite sex. Same thing on the female side, okay? Just because a woman wants to feel safety and security because her instinct tells her to, doesn't mean she's a gold digger. Doesn't mean that she's like this hypergamist that will constantly like leave a man for another man that just has higher earning capacity. How demeaning, how limiting, how, how sad. Um, let's definitely stop calling women gold diggers for that instinct of wanting to feel safe and secure. Again, just like I just talked about on the male side, if a woman is taking that and blowing that up and making that man a caricature with a big dollar sign, that is horrifying and demeaning and limiting and super, super toxic, right? Because she's also missing the entire spiritual side of who he is as a man, as a soul, as um, a person with desires, purpose, vision, trauma, you know, family, all of these, all these beautiful, beautiful elements that make us well-rounded. And so this is my intention for this episode is to just say that to ignore that animal instinct we have, and as was just proved proven right essentially by this uh by this big study that uh, David Buss did and his team is to ignore us as humans is to ignore where we've come from is to ignore our evolution is to ignore our pheromones our smells our, our instincts we don't need to do that we need to just say yes that exists and and what else where are we going where are we headed well, for me, and in my view, it's we're headed towards that spiritual side, right? We, when we bring out the, the animal and we say, okay, that's true. I want to feel safe and secure as a woman. Okay, great. And men say, yeah, I want to feel attractiveness and youth and fertility from a woman. Okay. Then we can say, cool, I want that and what else? 
oh man, I want to feel a soul connection. I want to feel that partnership. I want to build a union. I want to see all the brilliance that this this person has to offer uh, in addition to that. And that's how we come together as spirit and as animal. And for me, you know, I've been doing a lot of thinking around what, where our spirit really comes from and like what it brings to us. And it comes from a place of abundance, right? That spirit says, you know, I'm going to just be 100% myself because I know that any kind of rejection is just leading me towards what's meant for me. Whereas the animal self of us, right, it's that survival instinct says, oh, I need to just hide myself. I need to hedge bets, right, so that I can get the possible best possible mate I possibly could, right? That, that would be some like archaic thinking. That would be pre-consciousness thinking. We're, we're better than that. Um, we, we can really spend most of our time in our spiritual with the understanding and acceptance of who we are as animals. And so I digress. I'm going to stop talking now. And um, I hope this was helpful for you all to really understand that those words, misogyny and hypergamy, are, are the dark, dark sides of something that is actually really, really innate within us. And we need to stop throwing the baby away with the bathwater because it's creating complete chaos and it's ruining a lot of um, potential beautiful, beautiful unions that are based in real masculine and feminine principles um, that our instincts are, are really hungry for. All right. Have a beautiful day, guys. All well.